the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black in Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in, we'll chat, and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Well, um, where do we start today? I think, uh, again, it's always good to try to get perspective going on business, on the economy, then we'll get later into advice and thoughts and insights into the economy and the markets and things that uh, you may want to ask. Drop me an email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. Typically, we look at things from a fundamental standpoint, yet there's little question that technical factors you know, were influencing yesterday's stock market. The S&P 500 dipped below... It's a um, 100-day moving average, so it hit the underside. That would equate to a 62% retracement of the mid-May to July advance. Fires quickly stepped up, and by the end of the day, that negative headline tone before the open had been neutralized. So yesterday we had a lot of Ukraine and Russia troop build up, still issues in Israel. We had some negativity tied towards uh, economic data coming out of Europe, Italy, recession, recessionary numbers, Germany manufacturing week. So it wasn't a good day yesterday as far as headlines and economic activity goes. Some better than expected results out of Duke Energy, Transocean, Rio Tinto have helped. But the fact of the matter is that you know earnings aren't driving the market right now. They're not moving the market. Since the S&P 500 started reporting second quarter earnings, which are up 9.9% year over year, the S&P 500 is down 2.7%. So much better than expected earnings season, and reaction to the market is negative. Eh, not negative, maybe it's apathetic. Bank of America may be near a $17 billion settlement with the Department of Justice over mortgage claims. ECB and Bank of England left their key policy rates unchanged. 
it's given us an early bullish bias. Um, ECB President Mario Draghi, Draghi added in his press conference that rates will remain at their present level for an extended period and that there's a unanimous agreement amongst members over the use of unconventional easing tools. Continuing claims of unemployment, first-time unemployment claims, declined under 300,000 against so 289,000. The four-week move in average 293,000, which is lowest since February 2006. Yay! So it remains to be seen if the market ends up fearing the claims data as potential cue for an earlier-than-expected rate hike. That's the only negative that we can, again, almost create. Yeah. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, and more. Um, Netflix has more revenue now than HBO. That's one of the stories out there today. Um, 800-516-1220. Teacher calls in the air. Netflix CEO Reed Hastings said minor milestone. Last quarter we passed HBO in subscriber revenue. They still kick our butt in profits and in Emmys, but we're making progress. HBO rocks, and we're honored to be in the same league. Yes, I loved Silicon Valley, and yes, it was a little close to home. So good for Reed Hastings on saying that. Now, the CEO of Time Warner was asked about the growth of Netflix. His answer is it's a little bit like the Albanian army going to take over the world. I don't think so. Um, that's what he said in 2010. So Netflix has kind of caught him. It's nice. You know, I guess it's a feather in the cap. Is that the phrase that we're going to use today? Feather in the cap. So uh, Russia bans most food imports from the United States and the European Union. I think that's their loss, not ours. Uh, but again, it will hurt farmers um, and maybe lower our food costs as we'll have more here. So maybe it'll ultimately be a win-win for us. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac to send the U.S. Treasury $5.6 billion. Uh, they're going to pay taxpayers a combined $5.6 billion in dividends after another profitable quarter. Once they make their last payments in September, they'll have returned $218 billion to taxpayers in return for $187 billion that they borrowed are uh, worth it in the long run. They buy mortgages from lenders and repackage them into securities they sell to investors with a guarantee that were seized by the U.S. government in 2008 as they teetered on the brink of insolvency. So under the bailout terms, their firms turn their profits over to the Treasury as dividends on the government's controlling stake. Fannie Mae, the nation's largest source of mortgage funds, earned $3.7 billion profit between April and June. So that's kind of nice to see. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about money, investing, and more. Let's not be shy. I think that's the, the goal of the show, is to educate ourselves just a little bit more and to feel good about it. Let's take a look at some of the... Um, top stories of the day. Stocks are getting that boost from the upbeat jobless claims data. Um, hmm. 
21st Century Fox. Fox came out with numbers last night. Um, and they were pretty good. Better than expected profit for fiscal fourth quarter. Transocean, profit jump for the oil company. C-Trip, the Chinese online travel company. They've got an agreement with Priceline. Saw their shares jump after Priceline said it would take a $500 million stake in the company. C-Trip, ticker symbol CTRP. Kirk Green Mountain, third quarter profit rose to $155 million, Up from... $116 million. Revenue fell short of expectations. I have a Keurig coffee machine and love it. Uh, Orbitz Worldwide, the online travel company, expected to report a profit of $0.15 cents a share on revenue of $246 million before the opening bell. Um, that's in the news to watch today. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, Google and Barnes & Noble in the news today. They're teaming up to take on rival Amazon in the speedy delivery of books. Book buyers in Manhattan, L.A., and San Francisco will be able to get same-day book deliveries from Barnes & Noble through Google's new online delivery service. Google Shopping Express was launched about a year ago. It allows shoppers to receive products from stores, including Costco, Walgreens, and Staples, within hours. Um, that story continues to develop kind of nicely. You know, I'm not going to get too far ahead of it, but it is kind of nice to see. Um, secure websites to get better search rankings. Um, we're starting to see search starting to kind of shake out a little bit. Price of gasoline could drop to $3 a gallon soon across the United States. Now, again, depending on your state, taxes will skew that. But uh, average price of gallon Gasoline right now is about three fifty. Could drop to uh, three dollars or less by the end of the year. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Big event coming up in Marin. You can sign up for it a couple Saturdays from now. RobBlack.com. It's RobBlack.com. Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial money, investing, and more. I process a lot of data on the fly. Jobless claims falling. Average lowest pool on a four-week basis since 2006. That's really a positive thing. It tells the labor market's doing okay. Costco's same-store sales rose by 5%. Bank of America said near $16 billion in mortgage probe settlement. A lot more than any other company. Um, and they bought Countrywide. They wish they had never bought Countrywide. Price of gasoline could drop below 3 bucks a gallon, and that would be a plus to our economy because people tend to spend paycheck to paycheck. It's tough for them to find a lot of negatives in the stock market. One of our regular listeners called up and wanted to talk of Ebola or Ebola. 
Ebola. It's E. coli mixed in with Ebola. Ooh, that would be bad. <laughs> now I'm just like, no, I don't think so. Anyhow, um, let's go bring in CFP Chad Burton. Joining me now, CFP Chad Burton. Retirement, it's big, big, big decision. When do you do it? How much do you need? Where do you live? Many, many, many questions arise, Chad. Thoughts on questions in retirement? Yeah, I mean, the first one, and I asked this of a client uh, yesterday that happened to be diligent saver. Um, I mean, this is a guy that um, is worth, you know, over $6 million. Wow. And he does stuff like he has a business trip to L.A., so rather than drive his own car down to L.A. and put miles on it, he finds a deal where he can, for four days, rent a car for a total of $100. (laughs) Drive down to L.A., drop it back off in the airport, you know, when he gets done. And so I asked him, I said, okay, you're talking about, we're talking about retiring from certain company in a couple of years. He needs he, he wants to say because there's a certain amount of options that are there that it's really a good paycheck if he stays and, and, and is able to exercise those options in RSUs. So I asked him, I said, what are you going to do when you retire? You're 53 years old. What what are you going to do? It's like, good question. I don't know. I can't play golf all week long. I can't do this. He's just like, I'll probably take some time off then and maybe look for a fun startup to work for or something like that. So are you ready to retire? What what are your passions in life that's going to get you out of bed every day? If you don't have those, then transition into retirement. Then figure out what those passions are. Because just because you have enough money to retire doesn't mean you're going to enjoy it. Yeah. Like, I've got noble causes of, of teaching kids to read and teaching kids to swim, but yeah. I might get tired of that. Like, I don't have a clue. I can't answer that, what, what I do in retirement. I can't either. You know, my passions now in life are things like snowboarding, heliskiing, that, that type of stuff. And, and that's I can't picture what I'm going to do when I'm older. Yeah. I've got to wait until my knees give out, and then I'll be able to figure that out, maybe travel again. So, you know, I, I my plan is to enjoy those types of things now. And uh, I don't know what I'm going to do when I'm 60 years old. Yeah, and when I look at people who are 60, 70 and who are just hanging out in town, they don't look happy to me. Yeah. Have a plan. That's for sure. And then that's when you can say, okay, can you afford to retire or not? That's when you can answer that question because funding your retirement lifestyle. Yeah, <clears throat> and you know, being able to afford to retire is using the right projections. It all comes down to, like I've talked about so many times, is knowing what your expenses are yeah. and knowing what your extra retirement expenses are going to be. It's not a cut in expenses; it's usually an increase because that first five or ten years, you're spending more money on your travel, your gifting, seeing the grandkids, second home, RVs. Well, the guy you mentioned. You know, $6 million in his 50s, it's, he's too young to retire. He needs to work for companies that give him health care. He's got a lot of money. Don't get yeah. me wrong. No, but he, he, that health care is expensive. It is. And, and that's the other thing is that, you know, in terms of your retirement and putting into your expenses, health care is going to get more expensive based yeah. on the Affordable Care Act. Um, costs are going to probably go up from from everything that I'm reading. And the Medicare reimbursements are going to go down. So that means things like deductibles and co-pays will probably increase on your Medigap coverage. Um, so that's why when we sit there and we, we itemize all of the expenses, anything that's healthcare related, co-pays, dentistry, prescription drugs, we're putting 5 to 6% inflation riders on them. Everything else you can be 3%. That's fine because in, in retirement you can control inflation on everything except your healthcare costs. Food, your consumption goes down, travel goes down, but the healthcare goes up. So whether or not you can afford to retire, you can say, okay, normal expenses at three, three and a half percent minimum growth, five percent inflation on healthcare costs. Make sure that even though your investments could earn more than six percent, 
don't use more than six, six and a half percent long-term rates of projection on your portfolio to see how long everything's going to last. Can you truly afford to retire? Do you have enough safe money and you have enough dividend yield off your stocks and enough interest off your bonds to actually afford to retire? I'm liking it. Um, how about the, the age-old concept of Social Security? Some people that I know say take Social Security the moment you qualify for it. Some people would say, look at your parents. How long did they live? And, and take it later in life. If they lived uh, you know, 100, then take it as late as you can take it. Yeah. I think, I think that's a huge mistake. The only time that we're looking at saying, okay, take it as soon as you can take it is when um, you know, there's health issues. Now, most of the time on most of the plans, especially for people that are 55 to 65 years old, we're running Social, Social Security Max software, which talks about you know when to file, when to file and suspend and put it off. And if you have two people that have worked, uh, the spouse that made the least amount of income can take their own benefit for a while and then switch to a spousal benefit later. So maximizing Social Security is very important. And, um, you know, people are living till about 86 to, to 90 years old is kind of a current ray, but you got to plan to live till you're 100 years old. Not me. I know you don't want to. No, just, just, we had lunch the other day. You said you're just waiting to die. I'm waiting to die. So <laughs> life is so good to me. I'm just waiting to Sucking die. Sucking down bacon, washing it down with scotch and waiting to die. You know, wait, wait. <laughs> I'm taking, I'm going to disparage. That's a disparaging comment. I have to. <laughs> I'm not sucking down bacon. For the record, you'd need to eat about seven strips of bacon to die early from bacon. A hot dog is a lot worse than bacon, and I don't eat hot dogs. So I, I'm allowed to eat more bacon. Don't knock bacon. Turkey bacon. Turkey bacon. Oh. <laughs> Filthy comment. Filthy comment. <laughs> You're listening to me, Rob Black. That's CFP Chad Burton. You can find him at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Don't be shy. Got big events coming up. One recently, or one coming up in Marin, usually I'm on the peninsula, so I get to Marin maybe once a year, uh, San Rafael, you get Four Point Sheraton, going to be a wealth management retirement planning event in the morning, in the afternoon, it's going to be more of a wealth creation, you can sign up for the events at robblack.com, that's robblack.com, it's coming up on the 16th of this month, so it's just right around the corner, um, sign up because, uh, as soon as you can, because I'd like to see who's coming. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in there. It's 800-516-1220. Don't be shy. I'm Rob Black. Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. 
Joining me now, Dan Freed, senior writer for TheStreet.com. How are you, Mr. Freed? Very good, Mr. Black. How are you? I'm doing well. Um, one of the big headlines this morning is Bank of America, Justice Department, near a $17 billion settlement. You've been doing a lot of work for TheStreet.com on this type of topic. Uh, what do you want to add? What color do you want to throw in? Well, uh, we're, we're not going to see a settlement until next week. Um, and when we do, something that I think is interesting for people to think about, and one of the things that I've, I've written about at the street, is that some states get paid uh, cash to settle individual claims that they've brought against the banks when these when these uh, settlements are reached we're going to see that again this time bank of america is going to pay more than 16 billion dollars uh and it, i'm hearing as much as several billion could go to individual states your state uh attorney general kamala harris who is the sister-in-law of the man who's negotiating these settlements, Tony West with the Justice Department, has been very aggressive in getting money for your state. So uh, Californians ought to feel good about that. Um, people in Nevada and Florida have, have not been so lucky, even though those states were hit very hard by the housing crash. Their attorneys general have not been as aggressive. They haven't had the legal tools for whatever reason, they're not getting cash uh, cash for their state. They're getting some relief, but um, not nearly what California, New York, and Illinois, and a few other states are getting. How do you feel about the settlements? Do we feel like the consumer is getting a good deal? Are the states getting a better deal? Is the federal government walking away looking prettiest? Are the banks getting off a little too easy? Um, are the banks, you know, I mean, I think there's, there's a lot of outrage out there about the fact that, you know, no high level executives are held to account in any of these cases. No one goes to jail. Uh, no one even, you know, really has to pay an individual fine in most cases, certainly not the, the most senior executives at these institutions. Um, from the federal government's point of view, I think you know this clearly is a, you know wanting to show its tough attorney general holder, has, U.S. attorney general holder has has you know gotten a lot of criticism for not being tough enough on the banks. He's had a bit of a change of heart in the last year or so, and I think just tried to be as tough as he can be. But it's a little bit kind of too little, too late. Uh, for, for many people. I'm sort of out of touch, Mr. Freed, when it comes to these settlements. I have a home. I have a job. I didn't go underwater. Um, part of these settlements, it seems to be part of the package is providing aid to homeowners that need it. How is that set up, and is it working out? Um, yeah, all of these settlements... You know the 13 billion one with J.P. Morgan last year, the 7 billion one with Citigroup last month, and now this 16 plus billion one with Bank of America. They all can they all include what is referred to as a consumer relief portion. This is not cash that goes to consumers, as we've seen in a few other settlements. This is credits that the banks get 
for modifying people's mortgages. Um, you know, it seems like there may be some potential for banks to game the system there, though I have found, you know, some, I mean, one individual, a woman in the Bronx who got a modification directly as a result of, of a 2012 settlement with, with the five biggest banks. Um, so, you know, the money does get to consumers. Um, does it get to the, cons you know, does it get to consumers as much as it should? Perhaps not. Does it get caught up in state politics? And, you know, not, I mean, yes, definitely. Um, does it always get to the right consumers? Probably not. Um, but, you know, it, I mean, the, as I've looked into where the money goes, I would say I've been, you know, my expectations were low, and, and I think they've been, you know, it, it, it's, it's getting to consumers a little better than, than I thought it might. As not a reporter, but as a financial media person, I seem to think that Bank of America, Wells Fargo, Citigroup, um, J.P. Morgan Chase will all be better off having put the settlements behind them. The stocks will be a little bit easier to own because we know how much they have to pay. Um, is that a fair statement? If we were having a beer, would you say, mm, I don't think so, or, or would, you, would you agree with me a little bit? Um, I think if we were having a beer and you asked me, you know, should I invest in uh, one of these big bank stocks, I, I think I'd pretty much always say no. Really? Just because they're so big and, and complex. Um, and lately, I think also the political situation is so volatile that you just never know when some giant uh, legal settlement is going to, or not a legal settlement, but legal issue is going to emerge that could really shake the, uh, the foundations of these institutions. I mean, there are a lot of elected officials who are, you know, are really intent on just hammering these institutions whether you think that's a good thing or a bad thing, you know, from the standpoint of investing in the in these companies, uh, I'd say it's it's pretty risky. Having another beer with you, what do you think <laughs> these big banks represent to consumers in the future? Because I've had numerous mortgages in my life, and it constantly seems like I'm dealing with you know one of the big names out there, Bank of America, Wells Fargo, Citigroup, J.P. Morgan Chase. Do you think the future, I'll let softball to you, what's the future of these guys and our relationships as consumers? Um, you know, I would say pretty much the same. Okay. You, know, you, it's, uh, you don't think they're going to be really, a little gun shy? Are they going to be gun shy? Um, perhaps a bit, but, you know, mostly, I think my experience, t tell me if you have a different view, but my experience dealing with these large companies above all is just bureaucracy. You know, it's not like you're dealing with a, yep. a shark. I mean, maybe you are, but the person you, you know, if you have a problem with your credit card bill or you're trying to get a home equity loan or something like that, 
you know, you call somebody up and I don't, uh, they, they tend to be a person, you know, sort of at the bottom of the totem pole and they don't have a lot of flexibility in terms of what they can do for you. And, um, you know, it's just kind of a, it's it's not, it just makes you feel like a number, you know. Anything else, Mr. Freed, Dan Freed, senior writer for thestreet.com, anything else in the articles that you've written recently that you want to make us aware of, anything that you're working on tied towards the banks and settlements with consumers and with states as well as attorney generals? Well, you know, the thing that has just really impressed me the most, I, I, I think I, you know, hopefully I'm not repeating myself, but okay. it, has, it, it just really impresses me that, you know, if you're in a state where you know, the state is kind of seen as a business-friendly state, Nevada, Florida, uh, you really ride the booms and busts, not only because, you know, for the obvious reasons, I mean, when money is cheap and, you know, housing booms in your state, uh, and then when when things go south, they go south worse than ever in your state, but also because, you know, the governments are, the state government is not set up to protect your interests. So, you know, it's a, it's a kind of blows my mind that, you know, California is kind of, as, as one would expect, you know, you, California was hard hit and it's getting, uh, you know, Kamala Harris is recovering money for the state as she should. But, you know, New York has had has an incredibly aggressive and powerful attorney general who's getting a lot of money. But our state, we've recovered already. You know, New York housing prices are back to where they were. Uh, if you're in Florida or Nevada, you're you're you know kind of you're out of luck. That was worth repeating because again, some states, Arizona, Nevada, Florida, did get hard hit and. Uh... California, depends on what coast you're on or what part of California you're in, uh, it, it has mostly recovered. Thanks for joining us. It's Dan Freed, senior writer for TheStreet.com. Dan Freed, TheStreet.com, great website for a lot of content from a lot of different perspectives. Perspectives and consumption of, of content uh, helps you become a better investor. Dan Freed pointed out rightfully that it differs like golden clay with the state settlements, and that's unfortunate. I think that's the bottom line. It's unfortunate the way it's played out. The Bank of America near a historic $17 billion settlement that's probably not going to get done until early next week. With that said, as investments, it's demon known versus the demon unknown, typically. We'll take a break here. Be right back. Thanks for listening to the show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money investing, and more. China's stepping up their antitrust duel with the West in what I refer to as be careful. 
Um, any kind of country has such size and scope as China, Russia, United States. They kind of want to pee on and mark their territory, so to speak, um, with how business gets done or doesn't get done. Chinese antitrust regulators are intensifying pressure on foreign technology and auto companies in separate moves that experts say show Beijing's desire to give Chinese companies greater heft in their dealing with foreign firms. So Microsoft said, we're serious about complying with China's laws and committed to addressing questions and concerns. China's too big to ignore. They may be ignorant in their approach at times, um, but they're too big to ignore the ignorant person, per se. Um, China's going to punish Audi and Fiat after an investigation found the two car makers had pursued monopolistic, 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 is that even a word? Practices. And again, you want to do business, so you go, we're sorry. You want to really say, screw you. But you want to do business, so you say, we're sorry. GM is going to debut the 2016 Volt in January. General Motors is going to debut its next-generation Chevy Volt plug-in hybrid in January as it looks to reinvigorate sales damped by low gas prices and range anxiety. Um, the current Volt travels about 40 miles on electricity before switching to gas. A lot of consumers say they want the vehicle to travel further on a single charge before they would consider buying. If you set aside the range issue, GM is in a box of sorts, especially when it comes to consumer buzz. Everyone wants the Tesla in, in electrical cars. So a year ago, GM cut the starting price of the Volt by 13% to $35,000 from 40000 Factor in federal incentives and the price tag falls to 27500 The Cadillac version of the Volt, known as the ELR, has failed to connect with customers. The Volt still outsells the Tesla Model S. GM sold 2,020 uh, vehicles. Well, uh, Tesla sold about 1,500 in July. So that's interesting of note, right? Are you with me on that or are you against me? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money, investing, and more. I've got a big event coming up where I'm going to teach you how to create wealth from 1 to 4 in Santa Rafael at the Four Point Sheraton. In the morning, CFP Chad Burton is going to teach you how to protect wealth and how to retire in style and how to make it last as long as possible. Uh, two very different events. To learn more about the events coming up on the 16th, nine days away, you can sign up at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Disney reported their numbers, and they now have eight brands that they license for over a billion dollars a year. Eight billion dollar merchandise brands. They don't make the Star Wars t-shirts. They let you create, manufacture, distribute, sell Star Wars t-shirts, and they make a piece of the action. That's stunning. Merchandise grew 16%. You see a little kid running around in a Darth Vader shirt? Money went to Disney. You see a kid running around with a Monsters University backpack? Money went to Disney. So Pixar, which they bought for $7.4 billion. Marvel, they bought for $4.6 billion. Lucasfilms, they bought for $4.1 billion. They're now pulling off a billion dollars on each of those brands per year in merch. 
What other merch do they have as far as intellectual property goes? Winnie the Pooh. I know, right? Who puts their kid in a Winnie the Pooh uh, sweat jacket? I know you're saying. Mickey Mouse, Monster, Star Wars, Spider-Man, Cars, Disney Junior, and Princess. All a billion dollars in global retail sales. Again, that's not profit, but retail sales. So, as the world's top licensor, Disney generated a record $41 billion from licensed merchandise in 2013. A significant increase year over year from $28.6 billion. Coming down the pipe, they're going to have non-Spider-Man Marvel characters. They're going to have Frozen. Frozen's going to be big. They're probably going to have Guardians of the Galaxy. It's not just about a good movie. It's about the Marvel brand that they've pushed out. Again, sometimes I know I'm repetitive, and that's okay. I think it would do you well to look at investing a lot like Warren Buffett does and say, okay, I can only punch the investment key 20 times. If you could only buy 20 stocks, you'd probably say, I'm going to own some Disney. But then you get into it, you start looking at stocks, you go, ooh, Netflix looking sexy. Netflix, you, you had me at hello, right? You start, like, making your world a little bit more difficult. And again, I'm not telling you to go out and buy Disney. I'm telling you, consider it. Consult a broker advisor for taking action on your stocks mentioned on the show. I'm not smarter than you. I just do this more often than you. And, and I think that probably pays off on some level. I think. I'm <laughs> not positive. But I think. Anyway, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Take a look at some of the, you know, the market stories of the day. European Central Bank makes no changes to monetary policy. Mario Draghi says rates will remain at present levels for an extended period. And that they've intensified purchases of some of their debt. Consumer discretionary financials, industrials, technology doing well. Weakness out of consumer staples, healthcare materials, and telco. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me online at robblack.com. Big event coming up you can sign up for. Coming up a couple Saturdays. That's right, a Saturday event. Great way to get into Marin and San Rafael. You can find out more about the events at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. The Wall Street Business Network presents Rob Black and Your Money, your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finances, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800 516 1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now, to start your day with the latest news and market commentary, here's Rob Black on the Wall Street Business Network. 
Welcome in. Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about. Whether it be investing, whether it be financial advice, uh, where do you stand, how are you doing investment-wise, let me know. We could talk home improvements and are they worth it and or not. You know, something as simple as painting. How much impact does it have on your personal life? How much impact does it have on investments, right? If you're going to sell your home, you know, a new front door can improve your home's curb appeal, security, efficiency, it's one of the very first things people are going to notice. Installing a pre-hung door is going to cost you about $400. Replacing the door threshold and adding new trim. Um, energy efficiency doors. Sometimes there's federal tax credits for it. Uh, that one ended last year, so not quite there. But check with your local utilities to see if they offer other incentives. Some areas in the coastal part of the United States do. Um, you know, replacing porch columns. Sometimes they're old and deteriorating. Um, it's going to cost you. You know, framing the outside of a home. Uh, but again, when it comes to selling a home and or just doing things to increase the value of your home, um, I've got a lot of lights, for instance, for security reasons. Um, and I hope that one day when it comes time to sell, someone says, ooh, there's a lot of lights. I bet this place is a little bit safer. Um, you know, I don't know. I like clean. I like cleaning up things that look old and, and dingy. Like I've got an old and dingy-looking fireplace that needs to be uh, veneered or fixed up or something along those lines. So, as an investor, as well as a person, you know, I don't want you going out and buying a new car. I want you to buy a used car. But at the same time, at some point in your life, I do want you to enjoy the whole car buying process and enjoy a new car if that's you know what's going to help you get ahead in life and feel good about where you are. Um, I'm not always on the cheap side, if you know what I'm saying. Gas prices are expected to continue to fall this year, and that's good for our economy. Real good for our economy. Um, Companies, in in large part because when you use your... And again, Americans are driving less. That's a trend that's true, and that's a trend worth noting. A lot of people are sharing rides more so than ever. A lot of people are saying, you know what, if I can crash the coworker, I don't have to drive back to the city. A lot of people are figuring out how to, you know, pull that off. And I give them credit for it. Um, I'm not one of those financial people who is big into, like, price adjustments. Um, so if you buy something that gets marked down, companies like Bank, Banana Republic and Best Buy... Uh, Jim Burree, J. Crew will, you know, make an adjustment for you. I just, I don't have time, right? Do you? Like, I can't find you every way of making money, but I do look for every way of making money. Um, I'm a big fan of watching your liabilities. Uh, one of the biggest mistakes I see people make on a regular basis is the credit card issued by a retailer. You're at the cashier, you're at the store, you could say 15% today if you sign up for their credit card, 
it's a big ticket item, and you're like, ooh, sweet. And then you realize you just put that big ticket item on credit, and they're going to charge you 23.23%, which, shouldn't that be illegal? Honestly, if there's something President Barack Obama could do, like, just say no. Like, you don't qualify for credit. We're going to charge you 23.23%. Instead of bringing that person on, just say no, retailers. So they're trying to get you to, like, save 15%, but charge on a monthly basis of annual basis of 23%? No. Interest rates are something people rush through a checkout counter, might not stop and think about. Anytime you're making that decision, I think it's a pretty good idea to read through the contract. It's always best when you're offered one of these cards to take a step back think about it. But you don't. You take the brochure, you take the credit card home, um, and you basically throw away it before you read it. It doesn't hurt to read a contract. If I were to tell you I'm going to, you know, you and your sugar booger are going to divorce and, you know, here's the terms. You'd be like, I'm going to read that. But for some reason, a credit card with Macy's and, you know, you have a $1,000 balance at 23.23%, it's it's egregious. Uh, if you make just a minimum payment, you know, you're going to rack up $840 in interest fees before paying it off on a $1,000 balance. So on interest... Now, if you have a low credit card rate, it's just $232 in interest. So if you do get that Zales card or the Office Depot or the Best Buy or the personal account tied towards Staples, know that that company is going to try to gouge you hard. They're not giving it to you because you're good looking. Here's a 15% discount because you're hot. Oh, it doesn't work that way. And by the way, you should hit the gym is what they really want to say. Bank of America, Justice Department, near a $17 billion settlement. I look at that as, you know, the company makes a lot of money. They should probably rue the day that they ever bought um, companies, mortgage companies countrywide that had these credits. Um, Ryan Moynihan, CEO of the nation's second largest banks, passes a similar $13 billion settlement with J.P. Morgan Chase just last November. Google and Barnes & Noble are teaming up to take on Amazon in same-day book deliveries. I instantly see that story and I go, is there enough demand for books at this point in time? Especially in the day and age of uh, Kindle readers and Fires and things like that, e-book readers, iPads. Is that going to, you know, hit home? But to me, it's Google Shopping Express. It was launched about a year ago. It allows shoppers to receive products from stores, including Costco, Walgreens, and Staples, within hours. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are going to send the United States Treasury $5.6 billion in profits and dividends. Not too shabby. Netflix revenue passes HBO subscriber revenue for the first time ever. This is interesting of note as Time Warner CEO Jeff Bukas in 2010 was asked about Netflix, and he said, it's a bit like the Albanian army going to take over the world. I don't think so. And now $1.14 billion in subscriber revenue at HBO versus $1.46 billion by Netflix. So minor milestone. They've passed HBO in subscriber revenue. They don't have the Emmys, and they don't have the shows. But they're starting to play in the same arena. 
AMC, the home of The Walking Dead, its publicly traded stock said revenue jumped, beating analyst expectations. Costs associated with getting a new um, content deal uh, was a little bit more than expected. They picked up Cello Media, acquired from Liberty Media. Um, so they are Sundance TV, they are IFC. Profit was $58.7 million, down from $135 million last year. They are Mad Men, which is ending or is ended. I don't even know. Given up. Big events always coming up. You can sign up for them at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Got one coming up in Moren. Going to be a wealth creation in the afternoon and a wealth preservation retirement planning in the morning. Sign up for either or at robblack.com. Welcome in, Rob Black, and your money. I'm Rob Black. Talking all things financial money, investing in more. What's on your financial mind? What do you think about the markets? Anything is, is pretty fair game. I try to talk mainly how to get you to retirement from age 20 to 60. CFP Chad Burton does a really good job of trying to talk to people what to do from age 60 to 100. And uh, I think we complement each other very nicely on that level. With that said, you know, consult a broker advisor for taking action in stocks. Um, the market recently has been acting as if it's in a correction mode. We're talking, you know, uh, three weeks down on the S&P 500 or the Dow isn't the worst thing in the world. So it gives you an opportunity to pick up more for less. Um as far as dividends, as far as uh, shares of a mutual fund or an ETF. So if we do end up having a negative week, it's okay. It's still too early to call it, seeing that it's Thursday, but we're leaning that way. And again, if we do have a bit of a correction, it's okay. It's normal and healthy. It takes out some of the speculative froth and risk in the market. Americans have no idea how lucky we are for a lot of things. Stock markets that correct is, is something you're lucky for. It doesn't feel like it, but you are. Water, also something that is becoming more and more apparent. California's rat suffering a drought. Most of us are pretty much so unaware of the depths of the water crisis in the rest of the world. 780 million people lack access to clean drinking water. Every 21 seconds, a child dies from water-related disease. As the water crisis moves from something that happens to other countries in the United States, it's a decent bet that American corporations will figure out a way to solve the problem for money. Millions of gallons a year of dirty, treated water gets dumped back in the Pacific every day. 
if you can capture that water and clean it, then sell it back to the industries that use it, there's a great opportunity. There's a lot of ETF plays specifically to water. Guggenheim S&P Global Water, ticker symbol CGW. There's a PowerShares Global Water ETF, PIO. It's got a heavy focus on water technology. Water has been the next big thing in investments for a while, so be careful. It hasn't exactly come in as expected. But those are great areas where you can do a little bit of research on the water angle. Bank of America, um, in news today, tied towards settlement talks with the United States government over their massively flawed purchase of countrywide mortgage and what they ended up acquiring wasn't really what they were expecting. Somehow that left Andrew Mazzillo or Lou Mazzillo to uh, not go to jail, which is stunning to me. Um, as CEO of a company, he should have served a little time. His company was that kind of bad from what we found. So, um, hmm. that's about all I have on that one. Let's, let me pull up Bank of America real quick and see how they're trading. Sometimes these companies trade higher on news of settlements, and they are a little bit. I'm not against Bank of America levels. I think it makes a little bit of sense for long-term patient investors, but... Again, uh, banks aren't what they used to be, for sure. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, for instance, um, looking at international markets in Russia right now, stocks have retreated in the United States from record highs. As people are looking at Russia and Ukraine and the Middle East and economic growth, rates and, you know, earnings season. Hey, earnings season was pretty good. That should have driven us higher, but it didn't because there's other things out there. So those other things come off the market or off the table. Maybe the market has a little bit of room to grow. Again, not for everyone. Consult a broker advisor for taking action on any stocks mentioned or any ideas. Um, roughly 77% of SP500 companies have released their earnings. The growth and breadth of their growth came in better than expected. Some of the strength was likely borrowed from first quarter as consumers and companies, you know, moved back to more typical spending. Um, the ride's bumpy right now. There's no doubt about it on Wall Street. In past cycles, when the Federal Reserve began to raise rates, stock market volatility increased, sometimes dramatically. As the first-time unemployment claims came in today, it shows us that things are getting better and our economy will be, continue to add jobs. Um, but we are in a slow-growth recovery. You know, but it is uptrending, but it is slow growth recovery. Potential for high inflation just doesn't seem to be there right now. So 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Um, China has always got economic picture problems. It's tough to get a good focus on them. Um, whether gains are on the horizon or should you be buying Chinese equities at all is always a question. Um, I think if you do, you go for more of a long-term, broad, diversified emerging market exposure um, and not necessarily try to hit a home run. You can find me online at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. Find me on Twitter, Rob Black Show. YouTube, Rob Black Show. Facebook, Cron4 Rob Black. That's K-R-O-N-4 Rob Black. I'd love, 
love nothing more than to see you come out to an event. We've got one coming up on the 16th, nine days from now. It's a couple Saturdays from now. You can sign up for the event at robblack.com. It's robblack.com. It's San Rafael. There's two events that day, one for people 20 to 45 and one for people 45 to 70. Um, both are pretty good events. You can sign up at robblack.com. Views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of the Wall Street Business Network, this station, its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.